mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Open your hearts, loosen your butts. It's time for couples therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situationships and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text, sex, regrets, so feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah, you are invited, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee, baby, we got it It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Now, <laughs> we are coming to you Saturday. Just, just by the way, just the way, the now was one of the most pregnant nows. Really? I have ever heard in my life. Was it that, a child? That, yes. That now should have had a, a pregnancy photo set come with it. Well, you know what? We're coming to you after, first of all, recording a banger of an episode, which you'll get to hear next week. But yesterday, y'all, I got my flu vex and my COVID booster. Same time. Okay. Two band-aids, one arm. And I just feel like, I feel like I am underwater. Mm-hmm. I have like, meaning like, you know, all you people talk about um, side effects. For me, I just feel like I'm really asleep and like nothing's real. So that's why I'm like, now. Like you were moving through the Sandman's realm. Yes, the Sandman's realm, exactly, from Netflix is the Sandman. <laughs> oh boy, I get it. Yeah, no, yes, so I'm still uh, both mentally and physically recovering from COVID. Physically, not so much. I got a little lingering cough. I haven't even gone back to exercising yet, though, because I'm like, I'm like fearful. I'm living, I'm, you're living underwater. I'm, if you're living in, uh, in uh, the Sandman's realm, I'm living in Fear's realm, capital F, Fear, from Marvel's. <laughs> Doctor Strange or something Doctor like that. Strange. It's funny because whenever I hear Strange, I think of it the way like the 70s version for like hooking up with a random. Oh, getting strange? Yeah. So like it's like getting strange. It's like Doctor Strange. I think it was like Doctor Random Dick. Doctor, Doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of Doctor, Doctor strange. strange in the multiverse of madness. Oh my god, I do live in the multiverse of madness. That's how <laughs> wow. I, I feel very Sandman's realm, multiverse of madness vibes. But that's cool. So can I tell you yes. that I'm worried about some neighbor children across the way? Go on. Which across the way? Over that way? Like across I'm pointing. The street, literally the, the across the, across the street. See. One of the four plexes. I was walking Mabel before we were set to record, you know, to make sure she's 
she's all peeped and pooped so that she'll let us do our do what we need to do. Do her business so we can do our business. That's what I say. So I'm walking and we're across the street and I hear like a little voice. It's like, I like your dog, like a little kid's voice. And so I'm looking around, you know, but I don't see anybody. And then it's like, I think your dog is cute. And I look up and it's like the second floor of the house. These two little girls bought a window. Wait, like the Overlook Hotel? Like, honey, flowers in the attic. I said, are these flowers in the attic? These little girls. So they had the screens in the window, but, you know, the window opened enough. So like, I heard them. So like, I turned and go, oh, hi. And it's like two little girls. I mean, four and six, maybe, if anything. Mm. They look little. But I'm like, okay, it's like a bright, sunny Saturday. They're in a dark house up by the window looking out and complimenting dogs, they see. But they weren't asking you to come play with them. No. Thank God. But I did think to myself, is anyone with them? Are they in trouble? It's because uh, it was like the room behind them was dark. And it's like, that's how I lay when I'm sad. You know what I mean? I said, they are four years old. I don't know if they should be just pitch black in there. And they looking out. And I just, I'm supposed to be like, because at first I was like, okay, are you real? Do other people hear you too? Of course, it's LA. So I'm the only person on the street. So there's no one to verify or corroborate, you know? So maybe it was Overlook Hotel vibes. But then it was like, they seem sweet. And like, they just wanted to like play with Mabel. And then I just mm. felt like, Okay, flowers in the attic. Is your grandmother holding you hostage while your mother tries to find a new husband? You know? You know, it's weird. Like across the street, but it was more down the block. When I was walking Mabel yesterday, there was a guy in a suit and a man in a bear costume. <laughs> huh. And uh, just uh, in the house. Is what like looking, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what was going on, but it was just the man in the suit, and then you saw the guy in the bear costume, like, come into the window. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I don't put know put was, his head up. Yeah, so. I don't know what was going on, but... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Yeah, real vibes on this blog. <laughs> real creepy vibes on this blog. By the way, that's not a bad idea for a reboot of The Shining, where it takes place... It's like a, a, a city block, <laughs> and all that stuff is happening <laughs> on the block. So just like a Shelley Duvall type is trying to borrow a cup of sugar. On but the block, every- J-Lo, starring J-Lo. How about this? It's a reboot <laughs> starring Benifer. So we got J-Lo and Honestly, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, I believe him descending into madness. I could definitely see that happening. Yeah, like Dunkin' Donuts. There's no Dunkin' Donuts around. Right, he's kind of right, like, right. He's, he's just, uh, he's oh, maybe spent. this is the thing. Isn't like, uh, isn't Jack Nicholson like sober or trying to be sober or something like that? So maybe it's that Ben has given up Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought you were also going to say just trying to be sober. But maybe he is. I don't know his life. I don't know what's happening with them. They're married now. Good for them, I guess. You know? <laughs> yeah, we've just we've we've now veered into pop culture commentary, <laughs> which we know nothing about. We know about. nothing about. And I'm like, okay. Oh my God. Before we get into today's episode though, as always, I do gotta plug some shows because I need people coming out, um, both for my soul, but for the soul of the other comedians, as well as just I think the joy and community that we will create. So, FYI, if you do live in L.A., Friday, October 21st, 8.30 p.m., I will be at Largo. And quite frankly, I put together a lineup of Canadian kings. I didn't even know. I didn't even know when I was doing it. But we got Robbie Hoffman, Sabrina Jalise, Steph Tolov, some of my favorite Canadian comics who I met here in L.A. It's like, what? What are the odds? The point is... Genuinely three of the best. Three of the best. And it's, as I said, I always... My Largo show is like, for me, it's what is the show I want to see? If I'm going to leave my house, ask other people to leave a house and spend money, I got to give them bangers. You know what I'm saying? And you know, since y'all, y'all know I don't like to leave the house. So if I do, it's got to be the show of shows. So October 21st, 8.30 p.m. You can go to Largo-LA.com and get some tickets. Also, I'll be in Vermont at Vermont Comedy Club, November 11th and 12th. Two shows each night. 
that's also November 11th is also when Mythic Quest premieres. So I mean, wow, if, if you're not, if you can't be in Vermont, you got to be watching Apple TV. You Are gotta, you having a moment? I'm gonna try. I'm making it a moment. I'm making it a moment. If you watch Mythic Quest November 11th, I need you tweeting. Okay, you need to be adding me hashtag Carol. Like, let's create this illusion that I'm a very big splash. Okay, because I am a regular this season, and we really want people to be like, wow, wow, wow. Hashtag Naomi, Carol spinoff. Hashtag yeah, like na- hashtag Naomi is a value add. You know, we want to be just doing that, you guys. So we need that to happen. Uh, November 11th. Also, November 17th, I will be at the Bell House in New York. I'm going to be doing a long set, but I'm also going to have special guests. Uh, Alana Glazer is coming through. Maran Kagani. Again, I'm putting together the shows I want with people I adore. So you can get Bell House tickets for November 17th. Okay. All the the links are going to be in the show notes. I mean, as always, as always. But I just got to say it out loud because you can't be up in here saying, oh, I didn't know about it. Because nothing I hate more than I got a show and then someone's like, when are you coming to New York? It's like, were you listening? In the show notes, links to your shows, links to the Patreon, links to buy t-shirts. Oh, come on, page two bonus episodes. So much to discuss, <laughs> honey. So much to discuss. Two bonus apps, patreon.com slash couples therapy pod. The Patreon, when you're a member of the Patreon, you make it so that we do not have to do ads for jewel vapes and other things that are unsavory yeah. to us. We're allowed to say no to those things. Huge thank you to the <laughs> Patreon folks, to the page pals, because we have been able to deny so many different yeah. uh, shady, I would say yes. commercials you allow us to have standards and that's a beautiful thing in this economy in, in this, this economy business. to have standards in to this have economy? a moral backbone can you imagine can you imagine mm, mm, i can't <laughs> <laughs> um all right so let's get into our guest honey this was great well, i don't really know our guest that well well our guest you know he uh, he's a he's a sticky wicket he's a tricky wicket we really had to we really had to fight him we did you know what i saw as, as the, the early parts of this episode where we were like there was a uh, like a frightened dog, let's say. Interesting. And we had like a little treat, and we were like pulling the treat across the floor yep. to get them to come out of their shell. To get them to come to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they did, we gave them the treat, and then uh-huh. magic. And then it opened up. All right. Interesting. You you would call him a frightened dog. I I I think of him as a cold badger. <laughs> But the point is, we had a good time with the one, the only, Brendan Scannell. Brendan is a hilarious stand-up and actor. You've seen him on Bonding on Netflix, Loot on Apple TV. Honestly, a dream of delight. You so heard him funny. on this very show doing a, a, a live set back in the day with Joel Kim Booster. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You know what? Without further ado, the one, the only, Brendan Scannell. Roll it! Brendan. Brendan, Brendan. Thank you so much for coming on Couples Therapy. It's good to be here. Last time I did this, it was a live show. It was. And then <laughs> the global pandemic hit and we said, fuck this. We're never going outside. The one time, the one time I take a fucking risk. I go to a goddamn Emmys party because I want to be a cool kid. Even masked. I was masked. And I uh, took it off for a moment to eat an arancini. <laughs> and these motherfuckers, sorry, at Mother Wolf. Mother Wolf is some like trendy for for you, for those that don't know. Some trendy oh, Italian restaurant. No, yeah, Brendan knows he yeah. books. Yeah. But I gotta be honest with you. The food was middling. It wasn't. <laughs> like, you're paying to be like, yeah, I was at Mother Wolf. You're not paying. Like, you're not there. Oh, num, num, num. This is so delicious. Yeah. Anyway. I got COVID at that <laughs> So I'm suing wow. Apple TV. Oh, name drop. That makes sense <laughs> that you were there. <laughs> 
Um, so, Brandon, you know, we're going to be answering people's relationship questions. We like to tell the audience a little bit about where you're at, where you're coming from. Um, mm-hmm. As an interviewer, my approach is to attack you immediately, get you on your heels, and then mm-hmm. you're digging out, trying to defend yourself. So, yeah, Naomi, like, basically, like, digs a grave and then <laughs> holds you over it. <laughs> <laughs> threatening to like drop you into the hole. Well, it's wow. fun. It's the Katie fun. Couric. <laughs> Do you want to see my colon? Because I'll show you that too. Okay. Now, can I? No. We oh. need to save some magic for the honeymoon. <laughs> you'll, now. Let, you'll let everyone else see your colon. <laughs> now, Brendan, I think of you. You know, you're a cool customer. All right. Uh, inscrutable. Um, just real. It's like, what is going underneath? Does he love me? Does he hate me? Does he hate everyone? You know, and that, I just want to really? Go, yes. <laughs> yeah. What's your, uh, where, where are your emotions at? What are you doing? What are you feeling? I think I'm just so Catholic that like, I have been taught not to express them. There we go. There we go. That's why, that's why I got along with the Catholics in, in Pennsylvania. I have been told, I have been told that people are intimidated by me. Um, but yeah. I don't think it's because I think I, I had one time a drunk friend tell me, uh, Brendan, you give as much as you can. <laughs> and I think it was a read. <laughs> I didn't really know what it meant, but I think about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You'd have oh, to. Oh, for sure. Reading you for filth. Yes. <laughs> but, but you said, no, you say the, the Catholic in you. So are you just someone you kind of grew up just tamping it all down? So even when you're full of delight and wonder, you're like, this is fun. Uh, I think I I am a Gemini. I can definitely be very cool, calm, collected. And then I can we be... We don't do that on the show. You, know? <laughs> I need to, you need to explain what that means to me. Oh, yeah, when you say I, think, I am a Gemini. Okay, I'm, I, I have a big bipolar community in my family. Uh, and so I can be both very subdued thoughtful, depressive, and then I can also be very manic and excited okay, and joyful. Oh, well, honey, you're just running the gamut. That's just fun. You're just alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Depressed you're, and manic. You basically just said you're human. <laughs> right. You're human in the 21st century. Oh, God. Well, you're trying your best to stay human. You know, I think we all are. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming a feral beast. I live in filth. I eat out every meal. Now, Talk to me about how, though, as a cool customer... Can I just say for the audience, <laughs> Brendan's drinking from a thermos, and because he has his background blurred out, the thermos is blurred, too, until it comes into focus, <laughs> and it is such a strange... Uh, Wait, do you like want to see my guest... You want to see my guest room? <laughs> gorgeous. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Looks similar to the blur. Because <laughs> it is... Solid wall. You don't have to. You know, if you want to have. Oh some yeah, privacy. yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to goad you into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Revealing, yourself. revealing yourself. Oh, you're recording. Are you going to show the people this? I can't remember. No, no, no. Well, we'll take okay, a picture. Yeah. But yeah, but we don't like no, it. No, no. We're not clips. doing. A, we're not pivoting the video. This like it's not happening. It's, there's nothing I hate more. I'll tell you. Can we stop with the videos, a podcast, and also stop taking pictures of me at a stand-up show? <laughs> I'm just trying to be up here in the back of this danky ass bar and try to make up words. I don't need you capturing this. The photography is a huge part of it now. I hate it. I hate it so it's much. It's 80% of it. It really is. It's, more it's even like there's like back stage photos, candid photos. Uh, photographers always like running up and grabbing me and being like, are you ready for your shots? <laughs> and then and then I get them emailed to me later. And I'm like, what am I going to do? Grid this? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like two weeks ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, exactly. It's also two weeks. It was like, for me, like. 
I don't know. I'm not a fashiony person anyway. So I don't just choose to throw a look together just to go do the most basic of things. And so I'm never like, yeah, this is the day I want a picture. Like, I'm not just ready for a picture. <laughs> I need to know pictures are required and then I will prepare accordingly. That's just who I am. But let's go back to who you are. Catholic. <sighs> Catholic. But I want to know about dating and stuff. Like, are you? were you a kind of person who... Would have crushes easily? Would you pine in the distance? Would did you, you date s- in high school? That's a good question. Um, I did date in high school. I um, had my first boyfriend in high school, Jeremy. Jeremy, and shout out to Jeremy. It's a good first boyfriend um, name. <laughs> yeah, Jewish. Hello. Ooh, okay. Again, Jews and Catholics, we get along. <laughs> yeah, my my current boyfriend is Jewish. I have dated, I think, three Jewish men. And one, one half Jew, but his mother was Jewish, but then converted, I believe, for her marriage. So he sort of like was sort of Jewish. Well, by Israeli <laughs> law, <laughs> he slid out of a Jewish vagina. He's Jewish. Wow. Yeah. So I think, yeah. That's how birth happened. You slid yeah, out. slid. Slid. I know. But I think he identified as Ep- Episcopalian. <laughs> Episcopalians. <laughs> so wait, three and a half Jews out of how many? <laughs> what's the, what's the body count? I'm sorry, that's not, real, that's not a real question. Don't answer that. I would say it's probably like seven or eight. Wow, that's a good number of boyfriends. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> no, but I'm it, saying it's it means something number. different. It means something different in my community. <laughs> <laughs> well, but like I'm saying, would you count those seven or eight as boyfriends, or just like you know what I mean? Oh God, Brendan's had his head in his hands. My, he's already I'm trying to count already my broken. <laughs> One. Two, I would describe him as a boyfriend. Three, four, five. I've had six boyfriends. And that's, three and a half. That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. Better than average odds. One of them's going to be Jewish. That's really good. <laughs> that's good. But I think that's also a decent number of boyfriends. I think for being both a, co- a, a comedian, you know, for you to manage <laughs> to make six relationships exist, that's huge. That's huge. <laughs> I like... Um, I like to have a boyfriend. I, um, yeah, I'm with my, my current boyfriend, Joe. We've been, we live together. We've been together for, uh, over three and a half years now. Wow. Wow. That's good. And you know, that includes a lot of pandemics. So that's like, you know, really added extra five years onto that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every relationship in the pandemic, that year is about, it's like five years. Right. So double. Oh yeah. 15. (laughs) You've been together 15, 16, 17 and a half years. Yeah. So think about that. That's huge. That's healthy. That's beautiful. Now, Andy, I'm going to let you ask a question. Oh. Brendan needs us to ask him questions. He's not going to give us extra. When the answer is done. <laughs> the inscrutable thing. This I know. Is, he said I answered you next. <laughs> yeah. what, what more do you want from me? I'm not so going to bang with you. Matt, Matt Rogers calls me famously uh, podcast resistant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I come on these things, and I it's not like I button up. I just don't – I'm like, I don't really know where this is going. I still don't believe that anybody listens to them. Uh, <laughs> we can send you the numbers. Plenty of people. <laughs> we'll send you I'm the sure. <laughs> I know. I, like, clicked on the Instagram post, and I was like, not only do they listen, but they follow the IG. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I kind of I 
kind of get it. I will say this because I was somebody, you know, Andy got me doing this podcast, right? Like he was like, and he has been doing his own podcast for like 12 years. So he was doing it before. And I was definitely of the person where I'm like, who is listening? And I'm just going to talk into the ether <laughs> and the microphone. And then it goes, because not only are you talking, you know, it is to a person, but also for other people, right? But you don't know mm-hmm. where those other people are. You don't know what they like. You don't know what's happening. And then also when it actually goes live, it's days, weeks, maybe months even after that. Right. So I have to that- tell you, I did a podcast once. These This mother-daughter duo came to my house. Oh, no. I was living in Silver Lake at the time. They set up video. We recorded a four-and-a-half-hour podcast <gasps> where – Hour three, I'm like weeping. Hold on, that's a talking about my coming out story. Fully having like a breakdown in front of these people. I get an email from them six months later that's like, Brendan, we've pivoted and we're not going to release the podcast. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. When you agreed to it, did they say it was going to be four hours? They said they were going to come to my house and. I remember emailing, it came through my manager, and I remember emailing him and being like, hey, I'm going to, I have a workout class at one, so can you just tell them that? And he emailed me back, and he was like, they say it'll still be going on, question mark? <gasps> Name them. Uh, name them, shame them. This should be illegal. They should be behind bars. Yeah, they mother, be daughter. Behind- the, mo- the mother showed at my house, dressed up like a full Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> They had flown in t- from New York to interview a bunch of people in L.A., and they were like, oh, the East Village has changed. And I was like, <laughs> I'm with two crazy people. Hold on. I'm all oh. for prison abolition, except in this case. <laughs> this is the one case where I'm right. like, keep prisons open. <laughs> right, right, Even right, private right. prisons. <laughs> Even so I just don't want to... I don't want to burn. I don't want to get burned by you. <laughs> yes, I understand. Well, I understand. Honestly, uh, you've been through what it... A living hell. Okay, with what well, that sounds like, <laughs> sure, a living you, have, hell. like you have PTSD from that. No experience. wonder. I was like, I would never agree to do a podcast again. But I'll tell you this: I'm the same way, and I'm now talking to you, Brendan, as someone who does three podcasts. I currently have three podcasts <laughs> happening, never in a million years. I don't even know if I. Should, I don't even think I should be doing them. Okay, but I do. But I am very. I am few and far between in terms of the ones I actually want to go on. Like for me, it either has to be like someone I know where. Or someone I really like were to have the conversation yeah. would be pleasant, which you know I was hoping we would be for you, but I get it. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. No, I'm one of them, so excited to be here, but I'm the same way. Like I got it, I got a DM from somebody that was like, I would love to have you on my podcast. And I was like, I don't know you. Exactly. And it doesn't seem like you have a huge following. <laughs> well, exactly. Because you're really doing it for the reach, right? And so and I maybe right. that makes me sound wrong, but listeners, this is me, okay? Because I can't just be coming out here showing up, trying to razzle dazzle to a stranger over zoom like those are hurdles and levels to being fun and interesting and it's like somebody asked me to do a podcast and they said oh it'd be 30 minutes and then when they sent the invite you know the google invite it was an hour Mm. and i said i'm sorry didn't we say 30 minutes like i was so quickly like (laughs) and they were like yeah we just like set the time aside but i was like i don't know i don't know (laughs) well do you ever show up to a stand-up show now and there's like nobody in the audience and you're like i should just leave and Absolutely. what if I just snuck out and didn't tell the producer? And I just don't need this. I don't. I don't. I don't need to carnival bark for an audience. <laughs> right. 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 Wow. You're tired. You guys got real big time. You guys got no. Real we're, tired. We're, we're tired. We're tired. <laughs> 
that's more that's how it's like i know what you mean because i'm like oh god do i sound like i think i'm too big but it's more like i'm tired like or for me it's like it takes so much to get me to leave the house to show up to look another human being in the eye it's not easy for me it's not effortless sure well, wait, Brendan, do you, are you also uh, of the depression tribe? Are you also on the, that Lexapro tip or, or anything like um, that? I am. I am on a Lexapro boy recently mm-hmm. in the last year, really. Oh, what, um, is, what happened in the last year that would make <laughs> anyone want to get on antidepressants? <laughs> you know, I think it's, I had been working with a therapist I really like for about two years and he was like, why don't we try this? Mm-hmm. So I'm on like a, a easy five, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah. low dose, but um, I like it. Do you, can, do you sense a difference? I always have a trouble. I have trouble sensing a difference. I definitely feel um, more, less dreadful than I did at the beginning of the year. Okay. That's good. That's definitely a good yeah, change. Things have only gotten more <laughs> yeah. dreadful. So if you could feel less dread... Yeah. In more yeah. dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's science. My boyfriend, my, my boyfriend keeps being like, can you believe this hurricane? And I'm like, I'm not even thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lexapro. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? That's it. Right. I'm exactly. not even thinking yeah. about it. I feel like you should turn to camera to say that. So wait, where did you grow up then? Like where, where, where'd you go to high school? Um, I grew up in Indiana, like an hour outside Chicago, kind of like the New Jersey armpit. Uh, of Chicago, I'd say. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> I grew up there. That's where I went to high school, at Valparaiso High School. <laughs> Valley. It's like one of those towns in America that just takes uh, another town or another city <laughs> of Valparaiso, Chile. <laughs> Chile. Have you been, ever been invited back to give a speech, like at graduation or anything? Uh, no. Okay. No. Rude. <laughs> rude i my parents don't live there anymore so i don't really feel connected to it and mm-hmm. i wasn't born there and we moved there when i was like six so i never really felt like i i would stay there or go back there forever well sure i mean it's an indiana an hour outside of chicago <laughs> it's like unless you like have to go back and run the family business you know right, what I'm saying? The family farm. <laughs> the farm, the winery, the bakery. Something in that vein. Sure, Stars Hollow. Exactly. Did you did did Jeremy go to your school? No, I met him at theater camp. <gasps> a theater wow. camp. I know. Okay, yes. that's that's dramatic. That's dramatic. It was cute. Yeah. It was very, it was cute. Uh, was it dramatic? Yeah, I never got still- a theater <clears throat> camp. Did you what, what, did you do a play at the end? Like, what happens at the end? Is there like a final? Do you just yeah, of read course. monologues? <laughs> this guy. Have this you, guy. Have you never seen camp? <laughs> um, we, uh, we, there was a bunch of us, you know, like 150 of us, and we got split into little groups, and we were staying in a dorm rooms, and his dorm room was next to my dorm room, and uh, we just really hit it off, and we became friends, and then halfway through, we started hooking up. Mm. That's actually pretty wholesome for high school, meaning that you were friends for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was cute. You know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to like, just, we were all drinking at one night at camp, someone smuggled in alcohol, and, <laughs> and then it was completely like... completely sober. <laughs> <laughs> we were reading Harold Pinter, and then <laughs> we were started <laughs> smooching. <laughs> God, Harold Beck, Pinter. Beckett. 
<laughs> yeah, for theater camp, high school theater camp. Yeah, we're doing Waiting for Godot, and then we're doing Crap's last tape. <laughs> he was doing the tape, and I was doing crap. Oh, good lord! Now you mentioned having a therapist. Were you? How long have you been in therapy? Was that something that? you know, you resisted or like, I don't need this or this is for weaklings. You know what I mean? Kind of what was your relationship to therapy and handling your scandal? As I like, <laughs> handle your scandal, honey. Um, I, yeah, I've been in therapy, not constantly, uh, but <laughs> since I was like 18, I guess. Oh. Um, uh, conversion therapy. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, also, I was like, that would tell us a lot. Do you know what I mean? You no, being like, look, I'm a little podcast resistant. I'm from Indiana. It's not like that's exactly. out of the question. <laughs> then you'd right. be like, I don't really reveal too much to people. <laughs> no, I, t- I tend to go through moments where I feel like I need it. And that happened to me when I was uh, 18. And I asked my mom if I could see, we sort of had like a family therapist who other siblings of mine had seen and my mom had seen. So I kind of like asked for my turn at him. <laughs> and, um, and I had just gone to theater camp and met a lot of, uh, sort of like wealthy coastal elites. Uh-huh. Who all so what you're saying is Jewish. Like waxed- That's where you met Jewish Jeremy. <laughs> Not just but, Jews. I know, but the way you're like, <laughs> Not just Jewish people. By the way- Wealthy, just like wealthy elite, people, just, like you can just call us globalists. If that's what you're going for. <laughs> I have met like a lot of people who were like at the theater camp, and they like grew up in New York or like um, DC, mm-hmm. uh, big cities. And some of them would just like talk about their therapist, and so it seemed like a really like gr- grandiose thing to get into. And yeah. so, um, so I requested it, and so then I started seeing my my first therapist. And then I didn't have a therapist for a while. And then I got a therapist out here when the first show that I was on was going to premiere because I was afraid of fame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you laugh, but I get it. Like, because you just don't know what's going to happen, basically. You're right. Like, Suddenly right. people know I exist. And is that going to be bad? Right. I'm like going through like, you know, old tweets, going through every Instagram, like a fr- reading googling my name and and seeing if people hate me that kind of thing and then <laughs> and then i got my most recent therapist um because i had like a fa- i have a sibling who really struggles mentally and so i i started seeing a therapist as a sort of like a, a way to work through that mm-hmm. um and now he's like my guy but he only works at night so what? i see him at like 8:30 p.m. until like 9:30 and he goes over a lot, so sometimes until, like, 10. And it really... <gasps> if you're doing therapy at, like, 9.45, you're in a different place than if you do therapy at 11 a.m. <laughs> Absolutely. But also, I said, ooh, because I'm like a therapist who goes over. I was like, honey, now oh, that's I said, a get. You said, know what I'm saying? Ooh, I love a night therapist. That's, a, <laughs> that's need, when you're we awake. We need more night therapists. <laughs> the night therapist. That's a show coming to showtime. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Except, why does this therapist only work at night? Like, does this person have multiple jobs? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it like my day job is teaching, my he's, night job is therapy? Do you know what it is? You know, like a he, night nurse. He says that he's writing writing a book, like a night nurse. He says he's writing a he he is writing a book during the day, so he has his practice at night. Okay, okay. His second book. Woo-hoo. Wow, you found a real a real fancy guy. Well, my boyfriend's mom's a therapist, and so she. Um, recommended him to me. 
Interesting. What, you weren't worried at all? Because this reminds me, because like when you mentioned a family therapist, like a therapist who's seen multiple members of your family, I was like, no, 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 I can't have you knowing too much. Do you know what I mean? I can't no, have this you. this one hadn't, this one she didn't know, she doesn't know him. She had just okay. heard that he was really good. Okay, okay. Thank goodness. Yeah, I don't want people having too much information because it's like, you could be... Like, I'm imagining you in high school in therapy being like, you know, my sibling does this or my mom does X and the therapist like making a note being like, okay, we'll cross check that in my next session. <laughs> I, just, I think just, when I would complain about my mom, he'd be like, mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So Jeremy's the first. How long are your, what's your longest relationship? Your current? Um, My current, yeah. And then I was in another relationship that was a little under two years and that, or under three years, actually, uh, I dated my college boyfriend most of college, um, and then I've had, I would say, three boyfriends out here. But one of them, we were never officially boyfriends. Oh no! How long did that liminal space last? That's my nightmare. <laughs> uh, that was probably like three or four months. I couldn't, ma- I couldn't manage. I mean, this is also why I was never good at dating. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, we're just seeing each other. And then they'll be doing that for months before there's even a conversation of what you are. What you are. And I think like, mm-hmm. I think you and me, Andy, it was like a weekend. We were at some diner. You're like, you want to be my girlfriend? I was like, yep. And thank you. <laughs> right. Like all your other relationships, like by the hors d'oeuvres hit on the first date, you're like, so what are we? So what are you looking for? <laughs> I don't need to know for life. us. But define I do need to know in this us. moment. <laughs> In my experience, like, it's only, like, a conversation if somebody has trepidations, you know? Like, otherwise, it's just like, oh, we've been hanging out for a little while. Like, we're dating. Mm-hmm. And you're my boyfriend. Um, <laughs> but when you have to have the conversation of, like, so let's define our relationship, then that's when it's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> do you get resistant? When someone tries to put a label on you, do you start to get resistant, like push back against it? Or are you uh, are you one of the pushback folks? Contrarian. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> pushback folks. <laughs> no. I think that I used to date these guys. I used to have a pattern of, of dating men who were very like um, – secure in their jobs like quiet nice um i don't know strong not necessarily masculine but sort of like the strong silent type and then that sort of allowed me to be the like flighty the flower (laughs) in the relationship the sort of like one to be chased um and then i met my current boyfriend who um is uh an insane person (laughs) uh, i mean he's just like i've never met anyone like him he is he's so completely he doesn't work in the industry not an actor not a writer or anything but he's like so completely energetic and um ping-ponging all over the place and uh and and demands attention and and he's that one all of a sudden and that allowed sort of me to be the the nurturer if that made sense for the Mm -hmm. maybe the first time in my adult life and and it made me realize that like that's actually a role i really cherish for him um sorry this isn't funny it's just how i feel about him no that's what we want brendan we want you to just tell us he sort of upended the type of of person who I thought that I sh- was supposed mm-hmm. to be with. And and because he's sort of like 
um, volatile is the wrong word, um, chaotic, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, it, it keeps me on my toes. And I'm not, I've never bored with him, which was something that would happen in previous relationships where I would get bored. Um, <clears throat> when you were dating the Yellowstones. You were <laughs> you calling them the silent yes, types, the stark silent types, the Yellowstones. The Yellowstones. <laughs> well, I had a, co- I had a my college boyfriend, who, and he dumped me, and I thought I was going to marry him. He dumped me like a couple weeks before our graduation, oh, and Lord. now we're we're great friends. And he, we were supposed to move to New York together, and he was sort of like, "I love you, but you're not it for me." Is an, a sentence as he said to me that um, <laughs> oh, I'll never forget. But um, <laughs> never forget. so that. So then he moved to New York and I packed up my car and I drove to LA basically. I was just uh, like okay. I, right. And and so then I think because of that I was always afraid of getting hurt so I would choose these guys who I knew I would be okay leaving. Yeah. And I always had one foot out the door. Um and then I met like a this absolute insane person <laughs> and he was like basically like if you leave me I'll fuck your life up. And I was like, "Well, I guess <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll never leave you then. <laughs> Can you give me some example beyond the threat <laughs> of like, of like how, uh, I forget his name, Joe? Joe, yeah. Joe, how Joe chooses um, chaos. <laughs> I think I, I want, I'm trying to describe him with like an anecdote. Like the very first time we met, we were at a party at a friend's house and it was like, midnight and he was introduced to me and he was talking about how he had just seen Beyonce for the seventh time. And I was like, Oh, I've never seen her. I really wanted to see her when she was playing Dodger stadium. And he was like, she just never played Dodger stadium. And I was like, yeah, she has a bunch of my friends went. And he was like, no, she hasn't. And I was like, yes, she has. And he was like, I can fucking tell you she never played Dodger stadium. And I literally Googled on my phone, Beyonce Dodger stadium pulled up a photo. And I was like, yeah, she has. And he was like, oh, oh, I guess you're right. Sorry about that. And I was like, nice to meet you. And I walked away. And then six months later, I met him at another party. Um, and I was like, I just had a bunch of laser hair removal on my neck. And he was like, I've had laser hair removal on my whole body. And I was like, oh, that's nice. Uh, and then somebody was like, do you have gum? And he was like, yeah, and then he opened up a backpack and he had like six packs of gum. <laughs> and then the next day I DM'd him and I was like, if you ever want to talk about laser hair removal again, I'd love to take you out on a date. <laughs> wow, How? why was that what it was that got you? Like that second interaction. What was it about that second interaction that got you? Uh, well, I don't know. I find him very handsome and I think that he's just so intense and yeah. as you said, like, I'm relatively, like, withdrawn or um, in- inscrutable. And he's, like, so scrutable. <laughs> like, like, how he's feeling is, like, you can see it exactly the way it is. And yeah. and I really, I like that. And, and it, it goes the so- same way with, like, when he's feeling, like, joy or excitement. He's just, like, completely, like, overwhelmed by how he's feeling about it and... Um, yeah, I think that's, it's very exciting. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm imagining, sorry, like you open, he opens up 
the backpack and there's uh, the gum in there, and then there's also like dynamite, and <laughs> right. a passport, a, a passport, a bottle right. of champagne. He's ready for like, whatever. What a, what a strange oh, backpack. Yeah. Well, he's a tra- he's a travel agent, so like he'll travel, and we'll be traveling together, and like. Some way, somehow, every hotel that we get in, we have the nicest room possible, and we're paying the least amount of money. There's just, like, (laughs) we went to the Parker once in Palm Springs, and, like, we paid basically, like, the worst rate possible, and over the course of three nights, each day he went to the desk and complained and got us moved into a nicer room, where at the end of the trip, we were in, like, you know, a villa, essentially. (laughs) I love that. as like a non non combative like mm. um, Catholic Irish Catholic person who hates um, confrontation, it's like he's dogged, and and I'm sure that's really annoying for other people, but I reap the benefits of it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally, totally. I want to be that kind of person. It's interesting. I find it's always tricky because like as a black lady, if I like make my face yeah. move a little different. People are like, she's angry. Oh God, get her out of here. You know? And then some <laughs> she blinked at me. Exa- Call the cops. Exactly. Like the only hope, the only thing I can hope for is that they've seen any of my comedy. And then in which case they just mm. want to be nice to me. You know what I mean? Like, because my, I don't have that personality that could do that. That can literally kind of go and be mm. like, I deserve more, please. Right. But in a way that, right. Or even like in a charming way, that's yeah. like, I would love to see a nicer room. <laughs> if you have one. <laughs> Because the like, truth is, they always have a nicer room. That's true. They just do. And that's a secret for your pod listeners. <laughs> As Joe's, Joe's mom says, you never accept the first room. And that's see, where he gets it. See? Wait, is, where's Joe from? Um, He's from L.A. Oh, I like because I was gonna say New York because as soon as because I was like that feels very New York to me like that his mom being like there's you never take the first room okay there's always something right. better I feel that in my bones yeah. in New York but I was it like, is, okay, but right. it's always embarrassing like we was it Sketchfest or something where we got to the room and it was not great for whatever reason I forget there was some actual reason it was like I don't know feces smeared on the wall something there was something about <laughs> it was like where it was that. no I think it was like smoke and there's like it smelled like literally somebody mm. had a whole carton of cigarettes in their bed like that's like what it was in that room and I was like I thought this was a non-smoking situation but you went and I, I was like embarrassed but you were like I, I can't sleep in this and so you like went and asked for a different room well I really try to go down there you know and I try to be real nice and I try to be very much like hey girl hey you know you look I noticed some bullshit nobody like they job. this is so ridiculous you know I try to like do that like really butter up that way and sometimes if the person's in the mood yes it can happen but a lot of times they're just like leave me alone Mm. I cannot help you and that's sad but you know it's also okay sometimes you know what you don't get to have it but I do think I need a Joe every now and then to maybe make some calls on my behalf he can't. I mean, that's his job. I'll, get, I'll send you his email <laughs> literally right after this. Um, but what you were saying, though, about, you know, you being the more, you being the Yellowstone in this relationship. What, did he, what do you mean by that? <laughs> it's this, I've never seen a single episode, I but know, it's a show on Paramount Plus that was like, it's a oh. huge hit with like grandpas. But it's yeah. like basically like about the uh, like the West. You're talking the, about the show Yellowstone. Yes. Yes. Is that yes. what it is? Kevin, yes, Colin is a Kevin Collins. I watched all of 1883. Perhaps the only gay man to do that in America. <laughs> <laughs> I am existing in the Ty Sheridan 
that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Universe. Is or is that, that the actor? Cyclops? Yeah, didn't he play Cyclops on X-Men First Class? No. That's Ty's... James Marsden. No, that's Who am I thinking of? The creator of Yellowstone. Hold on. You look that up while I look up. <laughs> oh, Taylor Sheridan. Ty Sheridan is, an, is actor. an actor who yeah. was in Ready Player One. Shouts out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was- Ty one- Sheridan played Scott Summers, a.k.a. Cyclops. Okay, then you were right. In hun. the X-Men first you class. You were right. Averse. You were right. You know, that was a franchise I just missed. They were like, we're rebooting it. And I was like, I'll catch the next reboot. <laughs> I like the, um, I'm there for the Hugh Jackman ones, okay? And that was a formative oh, love. time for me. Yeah, give me Alan Cumming as Nightcrawler. Exactly. That's what I'm there that for. That was gorgeous. But no, so by Yellowstone, we mean, you know, a, a, a firm, strong man and his beliefs. You know what I mean? Who can, like, get things done. A Yellowstone. Mm. So now you, <laughs> <laughs> we decided that is a new term. Everyone start using it, please. But as you said, you know, in this relationship, you are now, so, you've been in that position, but finding that you like it. And I guess I wondered... Considering that wasn't what you were used to being in relationships, did you find that it was natural for you? Were there growing pains as your relationship progressed? When it or got- is that what you always wanted to this be? This is the question, right. And it's just that you had to, like, when you're dating these Yellowstones, you had right. to, you're like, uh, someone's got to bring the pizzazz to this relationship. Well, it's also because, like, you have red hair and you're an actor. They're like, he's the fun one. Do you know what I mean? Like, you almost <laughs> get put in that position before you even right. get to know the person. Um, I definitely fell into that sort of, um, I would play like the part of like fun and vibrant and vibratory and then eventually reveal myself to be not that, you know, (laughs) that was like a lot of my relationships was sort of like pretending to be somebody I wasn't. And then once it came time to reveal my true self, I'd be like, I'm actually not, you're not somebody I actually want to reveal my true self to, Uh um, and you were pretending came, to be a girl's five ever, but really you're in 1883. Mm. Right. Exactly. Yes. I'm like, it's a great reference. Is I've <laughs> seen both. I've, I've seen both. Okay. <laughs> Contain multitudes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Choose any, choose any streaming service. And I will <laughs> tell you, I will pick the two poles from that streaming service. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Roku. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, are you Roku? You're the Weird Al. You're you're the Weird Al story with uh, what's his face with Harry Potter. Yep, with Daniel Radcliffe. So that's the vibrant one, right? Is that what that's on? (laughs) Yeah, apparently it's so funny. You were gonna say because I was gonna say you're the Zoe's extraordinary playlist Christmas special. (laughs) (laughs) That's on Roku. Oh my god! Or you are one of the Quibi dramas. You ever shoot stuff that never comes out? Oh, you mean like in life? I've gotten paid more. I've like gotten paid for more stuff that has never gotten, never come out than ever before. <laughs> Were you on a Quibi series? I wasn't, but I, I was on a, a Choose Your Adventure series that never came out. My goal is to get like just flush with new media money that then never actually gets released. <laughs> but I feel like that's those purses are tightening. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. mean just paychecks and no residuals? That's what you're looking for, right? I'm looking for paychecks and and no online hate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're like I work. Let the record show I worked. You know, you are on an IMDb list of something that no one's ever seen. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I sell a lot of shows, but I never get staffed, so I've got the same kind of resume. But I also that. not that. It's like also like 
I get paid to write the script. It's not my fault it never sees the light of day. It comes to exist with people saying the words. <laughs> it's like, these are the choices we make. Okay, we need to take a break before I get sad. Okay. Wait, you want to talk? You don't want to talk more inside shit about the business? <laughs> no. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with Brendan Scannell. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. with Brendan Scannell here to help you handle your scandal, honey. Here in the same room. This is the first episode we're taping since I got out of quarantine. I from, know. We're next to each other and it's the good. Vid. Andy has been able to use his leg to tell me to shut up. And that's what he can't do when we're in two <laughs> separate Zoom boxes. <laughs> so that is good. <laughs> now, we get, Brendan, okay, we're getting DMs on Instagram, Twitter. We get emails at CouplesTherapyPod at Gmail. We also get voicemails. 323-524-7839. There's a three-minute limit. Guys, guys, stick to the limit because you're going to get cut off, and then I don't really know what you're asking me. You give me a lot of setup, but then I miss the actual crux. So keep to the limit. Brendan, I got to ask you, have you ever had a normal job before we play this first one? Um, I worked at an accounting firm all through college. Yeah, well, there we go. That'll okay. do. This will do. And uh, this is more of a newer thing. You'll hear when I... Because I did, was not that familiar with this, but here we go. Hi, Naomi and Andy. Um, this is listener Brian. Um, I've got a work Yay. question about um, Slack protocol. There is this young uh, coworker of mine. She also happens to be gay. Um, and on Slack, she has started... Um, reminding people to, um, you know, check in with their, you know, in-progress inquiries. 
and she's started something. It's called the In Progress Police Department, and she's been invoking the police on our Slack channel. And there's an added layer. One of my other coworkers has a husband that's a police officer. My question is, am I just hopped up on caffeine, or is this like annoying, inappropriate behavior that I should address? <laughs> like, I'm feeling very attacked because I'm not a fan of the police. I have police in my extended family, um, and this is kind of triggering me. And I don't know That's what to why. do about it. Should I address it, or should I just stew in my own soup? <laughs> um, any thoughts are helpful? Thanks so much. All right, love you guys. Bye. What? First, what why did he have to say the other woman was gay? <laughs> I was making my sexuality. Well, I think there's there's like the knee jerk thing that if you are not like a straight cis white dude, you're going to be a cab. You're going to like be anti-police. Okay. Okay. Because at first I was like waiting. I thought he was like, okay, well, we're both gay, so she should get this. She should. Yeah, she should be a cab. Which and I, I say a cab, a cab grammar police, a cab slack police, all (laughs) a cab at all abolish. Like we said, abolish prisons except for the two, the mother daughter team that that kept you hostage. Style like you. Oh, I said it. (laughs) (laughs) Never forget. Never forget. They pivoted. It's fine. Now, listener Brian is asking if they should be annoyed? Sure. Well, this is stupid. Of course you're supposed to be annoyed. What that person's doing is dumb. Yeah, also, like, being that into your work, where you're just like, <laughs> where you're like, I'm now the in-prog, whatever that is, the in-progress. Right. This is why I said, like, I, I don't really, like, Slack happened after I stopped having day jobs. So I've only used it, like, a little bit. Right. Slack is like chat, right? It's like you chat. But I think <laughs> yeah. it keeps a record, right? Like it I think it's like a, a whole string of messages. So if you reply, like it kind of gets all part of one big thing. <laughs> I know is... more about it from an Ask Rana episode <laughs> than I do from like actual uh, I know. from the one uh, with Anthony Atamanic than I do from <laughs> I actual I liked how experience. he was like I can't I can't support the police because of my family. I <laughs> Like, no, it's not about, personal. like, what the police does. It's, like, because at Christmas, they're the most annoying members. <laughs> uh, but I think any I've, person who is taking it upon themselves to police the work of other people when they are not their boss is a problem. Yeah. Like, that person needs to stop. You're not in charge here. Yeah, I feel like it's just a good time to maybe create like a secret slack and just gay bash the hell out of this girl. Like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck off. I, I'm all for like kind of being a little salty at work. Like when I'm shooting something, I'm like kind of in a good mood. But like if something goes wrong, like I'm gonna fuck you up. You know? <laughs> like I did a movie. I did a movie last year where. I was in a stunt that I felt like wasn't safe. And I literally like yelled at the director and I was just like, I'm not going to sit in that car ever again. And, and that's, I like to get really like kind of dramatic <laughs> like that on set in front of whole crews. <laughs> so maybe next time there's a meeting, like just act out. <laughs> so you're saying get off Slack, get IRL. 
and just tell her off. But like, so look, obviously, like the answer is talk to the person in real life and be like, hey, you're not my boss. <laughs> like, if there's a nice, I think there's a nice way to say that. Like, you don't have to like yell at them or like. Um, you I know, disagree. You gotta yell. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta yell. Otherwise, you can't be heard. <laughs> Okay, well, that's your advice. I'm saying, I'm saying, if you feel secure in your job, fucking don't take shit at your job. (laughs) I mean, that's a that is good advice. Yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to give a counterpoint to that, which is try a little more delicately. Try a little like, hey, you're not my boss. I really, I like you, but you're not my boss. Please stop. He doesn't seem to like her. (laughs) But also just being like, enough with the little police. Like, that's you would see me in the slack being like, enough with the blank bit. I would assume it's a bit me like, can we stop with this actually? You know, the idea that they're coming in there being like, where are you with the status or whatever? It's like, literally, if you do not sign off on my checks, I do not want to hear your feedback. (laughs) Oh my God. An an ACAB giphy you can just post in the slack. (laughs) You got to post a giphy. It's like, nobody wants this from you. And if asked for this, it's like, get out of here. Andy, let's go to the next question. There's there's nothing that burns my butt more than someone who's like nosing into other people's business when they have no right to. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like the reason why there's so many people in corporations is because people love being able to pass the buck to someone else. Right. And so it's so compartmentalized. So the fact is, even if you're like, well, I can't do my work until you hand me this. It's like, well, shit, you go sit and wait. That's what streaming <laughs> internet services are for. For when you have work waiting for some shit, why don't you just watch some bonding? Okay? <laughs> I like, can just sit there and just get some episodes in. All right. This comes to us from Twitter DM. Hi, Naomi, Andy, and guest. My name is Kago. K-E-I-G-O. Sorry if I mispronounced that. I love your podcast. I listen every week. I think you give excellent advice. So I, I decided to write in on the off chance this even gets read. Here goes. My same-sex partner and I have been together for 10 years. Three years ago, we decided to open You are beloved by the community. I know. Can you believe? I don't know what we've done. <laughs> I mean, I'm sex negative, but we're still pretty cishet, you know, as a couple. And I'm like, all right. I'm glad you want to hear my take. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. no. Uh, so they decided to open up their relationship. So far, it's going great. We communicate openly about our Wait, activities. three years ago, they decided yes, to open it up. And it's going great for three okay. years. Okay. Uh, and I think we have mutual trust. We didn't tell any of our friends initially. About a year ago, I confided in a good friend who lives out of state. We used to have a sort of friends with benefits relationship before my current relationship. He became one of my best friends after that. He is friends with my partner on Instagram. Well, I wouldn't call are that you being friend friends. of friends on Instagram. But sure. Uh, and they occasionally like and comment on each other's posts. My partner mentioned to me that this friend started being a little flirty with him and would even make suggestive comments. For example, in one of their conversations, my partner asked him how he was doing, and his response was that he was home feeling horny. Oh, Lord. I don't think just type that to anyone. <laughs> oh, I'm home feeling horny. Even, even a loved one. Me horny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was very inappropriate, yes, and that I should talk to him about it, but my partner didn't want things to get awkward, so he asked me to leave it alone. He will address it the next time he says something like that. Yes. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm engorged. Engorged. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mess. It. Ew. Why Rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, uh, a few <laughs> weeks later, 
late one night, my partner showed me an unsolicited dick picture. <laughs> he wrote dick picture. He wrote full word picture. Oh, I, I love that so much. I love that. Penile dick photograph. Picture. Oh, that's the uh, Kango. Thank you so much for bringing that into my life. He had received via DM from the friend. I was furious. I messaged him immediately and confronted him about what he had done. And his response was that it didn't mean anything. People send dick pics to friends all the time. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But again, uh, continue. We'll ask Brent again. I've never sent one to anyone, so I don't know. <laughs> After I told him how disappointed I was and that I felt extremely disrespected, he apologized and started saying how much he valued my friendship and doesn't want to lose it. And he had no words to express what he had done, and I should give him the opportunity to win my trust, win back my trust. Since then, I haven't spoken to him because, as Gaga once said, <laughs> trust is a broken mirror. You can fix it, but you'll always see the cracks. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Can't go quoting Thank Gaga. You. Thank okay. you, Gaga. I really miss his friendship, and to go from... Talking almost every day to not talking at all really bothers me, but I can't bring myself to forgive his disrespect. How would you guys handle the situation? Sorry for the long message. No, no apologies. Needed. No apologies. I think we needed that full. We needed to know that full such a backstory. Yes, sure. Oof. Okay. Well, first of all, Brandon, have you ever just sent a dick picture to a friend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I <clears throat> here's just to a friend. My feeling. So my mean. feeling. Uh, well, yeah, no, yes. Um, okay. Here's my feeling about this okay. is when you express that you're in an open relationship, not everybody else knows your rules, right? Like you and your partner may have rules that like you can't hook up with my former friends or like my former friends with benefits, but that friends with benefits might not know that, right? So <clears throat> I think you can sort of like – there is a chance to sort of like laugh this off as like uh, you overstepped. We're actually not interested in you that way and just be really clear on that. And then if he breaks those boundaries again, then that's kind of like when it becomes a problem. But if you hadn't expressively said to him and you sort of like slowly watched this flirtation happening over the course of many DMs or many responses to Instagram stories, then you know, the dick pic is sort of like the natural progression of that, I feel. Mm. Um, so I don't know if you feel like you, I, I feel like this DM, this person who has reached out to you for advice, you know, maybe you weren't entirely clear to your friend about your rules. And so this sort of require, and he seems to be really, um, con- uh, v- very sorry for what he did. So you kind of got to give him a pass. Well, Wait, let me ask you a question. When you sent a dick pic to your friend, was it because you want to hook up? Because it was a friend with a benefit? With a, a, benefit, a single benefit? A friend with a single benefit. A friend with a single benefit. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> we are young and sexually active. Can you tell how? Or was it just like, hey, what do you think? What do you what do you think of the girth? What, what's, what, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> no notes. <laughs> yeah, give me your thoughts. You know... This is when I become inscrutable. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like my feeling is like this, perhaps your rules were not that clear to your friend and your friend as a thirsty gay man on Instagram um, is slinging DPs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The thing is, I guess slinging DPs, but I do think it is, I don't appreciate this idea of slinging at your friend's partner, whether you're open or like, even though, even if you're open, I still am like, 
there are a lot of mm. dudes you could do that to. Why you got to get up on my man just because we open? Oh, do you my see God. what I'm saying? The way, the way my gay friends continually hook up with each other when yeah. there are so many other men in the world is the greatest source of pain in my life. <laughs> I'm like, can you guys just quit it? <laughs> like, throw a dart in a bar and you'll hit somebody you don't know. Yes, well, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what it is, okay? Because to me, I'm like, there are too many men, there are too many people out here for you to be on. But, again, and I don't Well, wanna- we don't know where it's, what city everyone's in well it seems like doesn't doesn't hasn't the partner been commenting flirtatiously back well this is what i was gonna say we that's what i want to know what has the partner been saying because for instance when he first said i'm home and i'm horny and he was (laughs) mad his and his partner was like don't worry i'll say something again i y'all been together 10 years the love is strong however what did he say yeah we don't know if what he said back was, you know, sometimes when you try to diffuse a situation, but you keep it light, which yeah. in a way can kind of inadvertently keep a door open, even if that's uh-huh. not, whether you want it or not. Or you can really be like, don't tell me you horny. I, I'm over here talking to your best. Like I'm, I share a bed with your bestie or whatever it is. You know, you can like shut it down. What so, if he said, let's see what you're working with? Well, and then next thing you know, because what's or funny. just a uh, eggplant emoji with three little droplets. Well, that's what he said. It's an unsolicited dick pic. I go, honey, you know, you can delete instagram mm. message you know what i'm saying so you could make something look unsolicited sure when you very much solicited it you can okay. go into private mode hello so <laughs> this is again i don't want to share your relationship apart you are a listener you are a fan i don't want to lose you however because i don't know that part of it like kind of what when he first did you know test the waters what your partner responded like it could have just been i you know it's I hate to see someone lose a friend, you know? Yes. I hate to see someone lose a friend over a spilled dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, okay, I feel like we all have, like, our friendship personality, and then sometimes we have our, like, horny personality. And sometimes when you see your friend's horny personality, you kind of got to get a sense, you're like, whoa, that's, like, a slightly different person than I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and you have to kind of accept that that's who they are in that way and mm-hmm. put a boundary up if you don't want to have anything to do with it. But wait, as a repressed Catholic, you have a horny personality? Of he does. He's a, <laughs> he's a red-blooded human. <laughs> Bring me to the Vatican. Rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that Sistine Chapel. The tapestries. <laughs> the tapestries. <laughs> I mean, look, that place covered in dicks. You know what I'm saying? You got mm-hmm. the statues. You got the paintings. Everyone's out there parading what they got. Those, those are what I would call dick pictures. All those naked cats mm. everywhere. Cats? Yeah, the Vatican, there's cats everywhere. Oh, you've never been? You're not worldly, Naomi? Wow, the way he would throw that in my face in front of company. <laughs> Brendan, do you see what I deal with? Um, I mean, here's the thing. You're saying you can't bring yourself to forgive the disrespect. But do you miss him as a friend? I mean, it sounds right now that you're in the anger mode where like it's kind of a righteous anger where he's like, you're like, I'm bad. I'm sticking to being bad. And you can feel that way for a little while. But I think that, you know, when it doesn't feel as fresh, the question to ask is like, well, do you miss this person? Do you miss this person that you talk to every day? Like if y'all talked all the time. You know, 
and he lives out of state so it's not like it's not like he's gonna like knock on your door and like force himself into your bedroom do you know what i mean like it's like it yeah. was a flirt what? it was a flirtation no i mean like yes he sent a dick picture but like it's not going to there's there's, there's gonna be no in person yeah, yeah like there's no risk of it kind of becoming something yeah. else unless someone gets on a plane well, i wonder if there's any jealousy that like the dick pic was sent to the partner and not to him like maybe next time he's in town you should all just have a threesome and like mm. see if there's a vibe Okay, honestly, that's a real suggestion. That's a yeah. real suggestion, what Brandon just said. <laughs> but I like what you said, too, about the, like, well, both of you said about the, like, if you miss him, you know, eventually forgive him. If if you think, like, because yeah. it doesn't seem like, it seems like a boundary was crossed, but it doesn't seem like it was, like, crossed so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like uh, in such a egregious way, right? Yeah. yeah. I have a very close friend of mine who at times, this is not a sexual friend or friends with benefit things, but at times he does things that I find to be disrespectful. Um, but I have a lot of love for him. And when he does something like that, which is like quarterly or like twice a year, you know, <laughs> we have a fight or a tiff and then we take a couple weeks to cool off and then our friendship is back. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, we, you've got to, as they say in Love Island, squash it. <laughs> irreparably. Squash it? Irreparably. That was the word I was looking for. Oh, yeah. Let's squash it. Squash it. Squash it. If it ain't it. irreparable, squash it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think so. I think if you can get over it, I think they're also just, they're also just might be worth saying, like, tell him not to tell you, not him necessarily specifically, because this, I think, situation has kind of resolved itself because now he knows how you feel. But, you know, when you have that thing, it's like, to me, it's like, you told me, I don't know. There's just something about the boyfriend telling you the friend was like, I'm home and horny, but then not wanting to say anything (laughs) about it. Because sometimes, you know, that is like, you like flirting, which is fine, right? Like, you're having fun having these flirts with this, like, cute person. So you almost, like, want to keep having the flirts. And you're like, see, we're in an open relationship. Isn't that funny? But I'm also like, I really just don't. It's like, I... That's my friend of like a decade. Could we, could you not? That's the thing I have. Mm. But again, as you're saying, you know, the community, the community can be petite. You want to hook up with who you trust, I guess. Right. It's complicated. It's, it um, it's a, an added, you know, consideration. Yeah. I like to being, to being open. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, but I'm just literally like back in New York. I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to hook up with this guy who like lives in Queens or Brooklyn, knowing I live in Harlem because I'm never running into him. You know what I mean? Mm. If it's a nightmare. I'll never see him again. I said, how do you live on the I didn't realize, You're as good as dead. <laughs> I didn't realize when I moved to LA that like I was 23 and I would hook up with somebody and then I would see them like all the time for the next 10 years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these people, they stay. And they probably feel the same way about me. They're like, fucking Brendan Scannell. Why? <laughs> I really didn't think I've watched this boy age. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, it's so true. It's so true. That's why I preferred Outer Borough Lovers. You know, it was really important to me that you I'd never be able to see you again unless, you know, I wanted to. And it's worked out. But also in a way, it's so funny because it's like literally somebody, I'm like, yeah, I hooked up with him, but then I think he just got hit by a bus. What? Like, it's not that he actually did, but it's like somebody would just fall off the face of the earth, you know? <laughs> and I've said this a lot on the podcast. I keep waiting for an old lover to slide into my DMs, you know, saying they saw me on television. That's all I'm waiting for, Brendan. It has not happened once. You know who you know who slid into my DMs? My old co-worker, Pinky the Juggler, who's a deaf lesbian <laughs> juggler I worked with when I was an actor with the National Theater of the Deaf. And I said, this is nowhere near as impressive. 
<laughs> yes, I can't wait for an old lover to message you. <laughs> I'm so excited for that to happen for you, Naomi. I can't. I don't want them. I, I just want wait. to know that they were impressed. Do you know what I mean, Prentice? I do. Have <laughs> you ever like? Have you ever used your fame? Well, probably your. I mean, you're in a relationship, so no. <laughs> I was going to say, have you ever used your fame in order to hook up or like to meet somebody? Nope. I she was uses never it on able me all to. the time. That's she's true. Like, <laughs> I do use it on him all the time. She comes <laughs> in the bedroom. She's like, I'm on Mythic Quest. <laughs> Sag Aftra. <laughs> Sag, I go, look at this residual check. Drop them drawers. That's what I say. Drop them drawers because I'm very sexual. <laughs> Um, Andy, I think we have to go. I think it's Brendan's bedtime. And Wait, I- let's do one more. You want to do one, one more? more? I'm having fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Hi. So I'm going to try to keep this short because it's about a year of stuff that has gone on. So um, I am with a partner who I've been with for a year now, or over a year, like a year and a half. Um, we recently moved in together. Um, but basically, they. Uh, were they had this this friend who I didn't really know who she was and you know what their relationship was and it turns out it was their ex of like five years um and they had kind of a weirdly close relationship it was always kind of like sus to me um and then this ex started to cut off my partner um and with that my partner started to get like really um sad kind of seemed as if they were going through a breakup And it's been one of those things where stuff continues to come up now. Like, I have, you know, they've apologized for ways that they treated me during that time and, like, um, have, we've talked through it in some ways um, and, like, gotten through the fact that they, like, kind of didn't treat me great while they were going through that and were prioritizing this other person while we were just, like, starting off our relationship and, getting closer, but I feel like I am still not over it. <laughs> I keep, stuff keeps coming up. Like I actually realized recently uh, they said something and I didn't know this, but they had been like living together for a really long time. Um, I say really long time, but they had been living together for like probably like a year and a half or so. And they um, were actually, I was told that they broke up like, couple years ago but in fact they were in sort of an on and off relationship thing um and they were just on a break whenever we met and started Uh, dating which is something that i was not told um and at this point like i said it's been they haven't been in contact for like eight months and my partner seems over it and it seems like things are different but i'm just kind of wondering how i can get over it um, if any of this seems really sus to you or what I should do um, and what I should talk to them about because I feel like they are very unwilling to talk about it at this point and I am still having trouble getting over the feelings and what it was like. So thank you so much. Bye. Hmm. Yeah, that's tough. A relationship where um, where the, the backstory gets, uh, you know, Dribs and drabs get like kind of dropped yeah. out. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we, we we live together, and oh yeah, well we met when we were on a break. Like, you're like <laughs> fighting this out. You're like, what? You yeah. didn't even like properly break up. 
That's rough because it's a whole trust thing then. Right, right. Brendan, what are your thoughts? What are your initial thoughts hearing all this? Definitely sounds complicated and um uh <laughs> I don't really know what to say. <laughs> I hope I I mean it depends how you feel if your partner is over their ex, you know? It's oh, I, I guess the main point seems to be like, I want to express to my partner that that made me uncomfortable and made me sad, right? But is it now too long ago, eight months ago? And let me tell you, as someone in a relationship, um, my boyfriend will do something and I'll be like, well, seven months ago in Hawaii, we were going to do a photo shoot and then you decided to get a massage during it. And so I had to take a bunch of photos alone because I had already booked the photographer. And he'll be like... What? How long have you been holding on to that? And I'll be like, a long time, right? <laughs> uh, you have a file so, drawer uh, of resentments in your brain, right? I think well, it's yeah. always good to get these. It's always good to get these things out, you know. And if that requires sitting down and actually saying, like, I know this is, might feel like it's out of nowhere, but it's something that's been bothering me. I have fear um, or like trust issues around your previous relationship. Yeah. You know, the fact that you basically went through like a breakup within our breakup, that's definitely yeah. Un- yeah. uncomfortable and not something a new relationship should be dealing with. Right. I think is so okay, so base so our caller though is they're now living together, right? Is what I'm hearing. That they're now it's been a yes, year and a half. Our caller them. is yes, yes living with their partner. They're together, yeah. right? My thing would be I think it I when it comes to are you over so and so, that's not a question you're ever gonna get a good answer to because I think that also you don't decide when somebody's over somebody they are the ones who decide that and so that it's on you is like okay do you believe them or not you have to decide to believe them or decide not or decide to keep holding it over their head so i don't necessarily know this whole idea of over the x or not over the x is even the right question however i do think it is back to what you initially said andy about them like this is a trust thing i don't like that i heard all this information in installments Mm -hmm. over the course of our like that i think is something you could still bring up yeah i don't like that it's andor i don't like that it's like do you say andor like (laughs) the tv show (laughs) (laughs) i don't like that well and i think you can be like if this person resurfaces as they might um like we need to have boundaries on that Mm -hmm. because now that i understand the full scope of what your relationship was I'm not comfortable with them being your friend and if Mm -hmm. that's an issue for you then then that's something we're going to have to talk about because yeah. I should though. be more important to them. Yeah, I yeah, agree with but that. You can't, you, you really can't say like, I don't want you to see them again. I think that's a really tough thing to ask someone. I think you can ask and I think the person can choose to do it or not. I think, yeah, it's a tough thing to ask, but I think it's totally worthwhile given the, dr- given all the drama and difficulty around that relationship because it was such that, Again, because now what we find out is when they were going through their breakup, the, what, sh- what our listener, our caller thought was a friend breakup really probably was a breakup breakup since they were on a break that obviously one person thought was still a relationship. Right. And there were probably so many conversations that they weren't privy to that right. were quite probably intense. Yeah. Like, are we going to get back together? How serious are you about this new person? Like, that does that mean we're not together? Breakup. Right. Right, which is why to me, I'm like, that is more complicated than just like, oh, we dated, you know, and we're in the same friend group or we're in the same softball team or we see each other at work. And, you know, and I think if it was that where you're like, don't talk to that person again, it's like, well, then that maybe feels a little controlling. But given all of this, 
the overlapping nature of it yeah it's like oh no you don't get to like not while i'm around and i think that something that the caller said too was this idea is like you know it felt like i wasn't being prioritized in this process that breakup drama i just think by the time you get to like making demands like that it's i don't know uh, i don't know if a relationship is good at that point when you start making those kind of demands you can't see x you can't go here like i think that it can be a request right it can be like my feelings if you were around them would be um i would be uncomfortable and they can either convince you as to why you might not feel that way, or they can sort of respect those feelings of yours and choose to change their, it seems like, sort of toxic relationships with this previous yeah. person. And they're not even friends right now. This is just saying I know, if but, the relationship is like that. But, but that's basically like making a request like that is just soft-pedaling the demand. You're still saying, I don't want you to see this person. You're just saying it in a nice way. But I think that's what relationships are in, at a certain point. Like you say, these are my non-negotiables. These are my lines. These are what I want. And then you tell that as clearly and calmly, as respectfully as you can. And it's on the other person to say, yes, I can meet that. And no, I can't. And then we go our right. separate ways if, you, if they can't. Right. But you have to. But what I'm saying is like, if you're going to say stuff like that, you have to be prepared to leave your partner. Well, I think if you're at this... if if this caller continues to feel as frustrated and angry as they've been feeling since it all went down, yeah, they'll be prepared to fucking leave. <laughs> it's like, this person is not it. Yeah. Like, if they're not willing to uh-huh. do that. But I think that it, it is an issue. But because I think they also said at the end, too, where it's like, they haven't really wanted to talk about it. The partner hasn't really yeah. wanted to talk about it. And I, again, I think that is, again, without being inside the relationship right where you don't know if it's like somebody who's like doing a lot of heavy sighing in a corner and like making it passive aggressive or if it's like hey can we talk about this and then the other person being like no it's over i told you and then like walk into another room so we don't know the i just never i wouldn't want to be like your interstitial i would not want to be like oh like we dated we dated for five years and then I met this other person and we had like a great year and a half before I finally realized it was time for us to get back together. So like I would need to be like we need to talk about what your feelings are on them and like if you see a future friendship with them and because that would make me nervous that you might leave me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think but I think you could also say too it's also like you know, I found out these this information in drips and drabs, and it concerns me that this information was withheld. Is there anything else I need to know about your relationship history, particularly with this person, like recent history or old history, that you haven't told me? Because, you know, we live together now. We're sharing bills. You know, to me, moving in together is such a big step, and it feels so, you know, such a move. Well, that- I do have a sugar mama. <laughs> exactly. Right. Gonna find out. You're like, Why are you, okay? I'm just finding out. <laughs> okay, okay, Let's great. S- split it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, well then you're covering all the rent. Mm. Okay, if you have a sugar mama, I am a sugar baby. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did you say sugar baby like Muppet baby? It had the kind of cuteness to it, but I'm like, I think that's a worthwhile discussion to have and have it in a calm moment, and then you see where they're, you see how they respond. The response will tell you what you need to know. Um, because yeah, I don't appreciate you finding out later that they lived together for a year and a half either. <laughs> like I'm like, I thought they were on a break. It's like, excuse me, what? Right. And we were married. Exactly. It's like, and I do have children. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. That's not it. <laughs> that is not what. Well, 
There's a lot of men out there with second families. Hello. People are liars. People are liars. Honestly, that's the takeaway from the app. That's a real good ending for the app. People <laughs> no. are liars. Why? <laughs> See, you're coughing because you're not telling the truth. Some, some, <laughs> some people are liars. Some people are liars. And without knowing, you may be in a relationship with a liar. <laughs> I think the takeaway is not that some people are liars or all people are liars or whatever kind of Socratic syllogism you want to come up with. Okay. It is that you should hire a private detective to investigate your partner. Okay. Thank you, Andy. This Background is check. That's Background pro police, check. by the way. That is- <laughs> you got to get one. You can't get an ex-cop. That's a PI. You gotta get. It. You gotta get. Well, it. then that person won't have any connections in law enforcement. No, you gotta get a Veronica Mars. <laughs> get yourself a Veronica Mars, a cab. But her but, dad was a chief. Yeah, fuck him. I said a Veronica Mars, not a Veronica Mars. Is, <laughs> That's a nepotism cop. Enrico Cohen Tony. Thank you. That's a nepotism cop. Okay, I'm with you on that one. I ain't get no white woman to help me out. She can't be trusted. Okay. Blonde ass here. No cops, no nepo cops. <laughs> no nepo cops. Uh, Brendan. 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 Thank you so much for coming on Couples Therapy, honey. Thank you for fighting against your resistance. And you know what? This was not four hours. Okay. Well, no, it wasn't four hours. I would say, you know, just delete anything that makes me sound bad. Always. Always. We're here. Great. To make Thanks for having me. And um, listen, to all the listeners out there, you deserve love. And if you're in a relationship, you should choose that person every single day, even on their bad days. And they should choose you. So that's how I that's how I feel. And if you don't want to choose them anymore, you can leave. You always have an out. I love that. <laughs> okay, that was cool. That was real. That was real. Okay, well, you're welcome, you guys. Because Brendan just gave you the real. We will see you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com